Welcome to the Valleybrook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our current series, Kingdom Culture. We are living in the midst of cultural changes that most of us have never experienced. As a result, we see an ensuing chaos that some have dubbed the culture of outrage. However, as followers of Jesus, we are called to build a kingdom culture. This 12-part message series, Kingdom Culture, is focused on doing God's will to see the culture of the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. To watch any of our previous messages or find all listening platforms, we encourage you to visit www.valleybrook.cc forward slash on demand. It is so important for us to remember that God sent Jesus to earth, and we celebrate that in Advent as we prepare for the arrival of him on Christmas. Today we're going to begin this uh, last message in this series called Kingdom Culture, and today we're going to be talking about the truth that the culture of the kingdom of God is missional. And to start us off with, I asked Ryan Anderson if he would help us with the testimony, and we recorded that before this morning, so we're going to ask you to turn your attention to the screen. Ryan, share with us ways that you have gone to share the good news and the love of Jesus with others. Um, Well, one of the things I'd say is when you ask that question, it makes me think of being a true, like, international missionary. And I would say that uh, that's something that probably for me um, is a little bit intimidating. And I would say um, took some time for me to kind of digest. And when I think of that, I think of, you know, when we go into... uh, mission, we think that it's got to be that missionary in the field. And once we took our kids to a camp once, which actually drove this home, and they took the, the missionary couple, put them on stage with signs, and then they went, okay, you've got all these different people behind the scenes that support our little cogs in a wheel and a bigger wheel. And I think when I saw that, it resonated with me that, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can go in and be part of God's mission and, and go and serve. And that could be right in your home church, supporting that mission out in the field internationally somewhere. So I would say that that kind of made, it makes me kind of think about a lot of different things that can fall into it. It could be serving in VBS, going and and doing activity for VBS. It can be all the way to going and helping missionaries out in Africa. We did that. Um, Going and serving uh, with with an organization doing disaster relief uh, for hurricane relief, or even going in what we'll call smuggling Bibles. They don't call it smuggling, they call it currying Bibles, but bringing Bibles into China. Did that too. So those are just some examples of things that we've done. Thank thank you for sharing that. So why is it important to go and engage with others with the gospel? Well, I think it's more, obviously there's a a God's kingdom work part of sharing the gospel and bringing people, making disciples, bringing people um, to, to him, to have them know him. But one of the things I'd say is important for us in our individual walk. I'd say um, God's got a plan, um, and his plan is going to carry through and happen, whether we take action or not. But he likes to use us, and he gives us opportunities to be used by him. And so I think when you think about um, being used by him, it helps us cultivate our faith and our spiritual gifts. Um, And it also helps us find out what his plan is for us by going and serving and taking action and taking that step. We're going to figure out what our that is, right? What is the that that he has for us? Or what is that thing that he has for us um, and his plan for us? We're going to figure that out by stepping out in faith and serving. Can you share with us a story of what something that God's done through you when you've gone to share the gospel? Yeah, I'll share two things. Um, So one, 
was I didn't think I was sharing the gospel, so um, or going to be. So we led a team that we were going over to help missionary friends of ours that were in uh, Africa, in, the, in Cote d'Ivoire. And uh, we went there thinking we were going to do a building project. And our friend, who was the full-time missionary there, said, I'd like you to preach on Sunday about a week before we got there. And I said, I couldn't say no, because he's a friend. Um, and so I said, OK. Never preached before in my life. So I'd say, you know, God has us get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Um, and so that was that moment for me. I said, okay, I'll prepare this. I don't know what I'm really doing. I've never done this. I've never had formal Bible training or anything like that. Um, so I just, you know, took a scripture and, and, you know, spoke, looked at what is God telling me in that scripture and shared that with others there. And at the end, I gave an altar call. And people came up and responded. And I was floored that just some geeky accountant, um, finance guy, if you think about me, I'd be you know, behind the scenes helping with church finances or organization and stuff like that prior to that point, um, and said, wow, God can use something that I didn't even think could be used for, to share the gospel. And, it, and people came up and responded. Yeah. And so that was really cool. And um, the other was I'd say, you get to see God work and you get to see miracles. Um, and this will sound crazy, but um, and some folks have heard this, uh, but we smuggled Bibles into China on that trip. Um, did that a couple times. And one of the times I was going through, getting ready to go through customs in the place where they catch you if, they, if you're doing something wrong. And the bag that I had started squeaking. The wheels on the bag started squeaking crazy. And um, I started praying. I probably started sweating. I didn't look too good probably because I said, I'm going to be caught for sure. And they're going to confiscate every Bible that I've got. And I was praying, and as I got to that point, the wheels stopped squeaking. Went right through, right by. As soon as I got to the other side, the wheels started squeaking again and continued to squeak for the rest of that time in, unloading the Bibles and back. And I said, that's God working right there. I got back to the, uh, where the, the, the group, the full-time group that's there in Hong Kong. We were going from Hong Kong into China. And I, I said, you got to get rid of this bag. And they said, you know, and they caught me right there. They said, the bag, wheels were squeaking? I said, yeah. And they said, yep, that's God working. And they said, we'll use the bag again tomorrow. <laughs> and so I said, I, I mean, that's kind of a thing. I just say, you get to see God work. And it sound, yeah. sounds crazy, but that's a miracle that I got to see that I wouldn't have seen if I didn't step out. And that strengthened my faith. Yeah. Through our conversations, you've shared with me this sense of God calling on you and your family to, to go and share the gospel and the love of Jesus with lots of people. Can you share with us a little bit about that idea? Yeah, I, I think by trying different things and stepping out, and um, I don't know exactly what that will be, yeah. right? Um, but I think um, looking back, the fact that you, you stepped out, maybe not known exactly if this is the right thing or if this is part of what God wants me to do, but just saying, hey, I'm going to be ready and available um, and, and be ready for God to, to use us. Um, and I think being ready is what I would say is the most important thing. But I think for us and as a family, um, and Lisa and I, we're kind of looking at it saying, hey, God wants us to go into full-time full ministry somewhere. Don't know exactly where yet, um, but we've tried some things, and we'll try some other things and let God lead and turn it over to him um, because we can have our plan of what we think God wants us to do, and we should act on that and yeah. use our heads for that. But at the same time, we need to be ready to let God redirect. And so that's what I'd say to that is right. don't know exactly what it'll be, but definitely feel like God's saying, hey, I want you to go into full-time ministry at some point. I can't wait to see what it is.
Yeah, me too. So, you know, you've got a captive audience here. What would you tell your brothers and sisters in Christ about the importance of going to their friends and family and sharing the good news of Jesus? Yeah, I guess what I would say is um, acquaintances that we have, you've built a relationship. Um, we have credibility with those that we have those relationships with. And I'll be the first to say, and I've missed the boat when God's put opportunities in my life to share with others, and I don't do a very good job at it. But I think that when you really boil it down, we have an opportunity to people that we've built some credibility and we've got some relationships. And if we don't share with them, what makes you think that some stranger is going to reach them? right? So somebody knocking on their door or hearing a message on TV or inviting them to come somewhere, you know, and hear, hear a preacher, that's great. But at the end of the day, I think what really, we have a, a, such an opportunity to, to, help, to share the gospel with people that we already have relationships with and can build relationships with because they know us. And we can just let the way that we live be a testimony that opens that door for them to hear, um, you know, the gospel through us. I appreciate that insight, you know, because we all need to be on mission for God. So I'd love to pray for you as you lean into what God wants you and your family to do. And I want to pray for all of us that we also would lean into what God wants us to do. Let's, let's bow our heads and pray. Father, I thank you for Ryan and his passion for sharing the gospel with people and, and how he does that with words, but also with deeds. And so, Lord, I pray for blessings on he and his family as they lean into your calling for them in the future, but also in what you're calling them to do right now. And I pray that for every single one of us, Lord, that we would understand that we have an opportunity to share the good news of Jesus with the people that you've placed in our path so that we can go to them and share that love and that good news. So help us do that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for sharing. Thank you. Yeah. So as we begin this uh, last message, thinking about what Ryan shared this morning, uh, one of the things that I've come to realize is that this last attribute of the culture of the kingdom of God is so important, particularly for us during this pandemic season. Look, I'm not a futurist, I'm not a prophet, but I believe that the pivots that the pandemic have caused us to make and, and to change the way that we do things is going to be with us forever. From business to school to church, we've all learned to do things virtually, and it's working, and, and thank God it is working. Uh, now, I know many of us hate this, and we don't like having virtual meetings, and we have Zoom fatigue, and we can't wait till the pan pandemic is over and things go back to normal. I get it. I can't wait for the pandemic to be over either, but let's be realistic Things are never going to go back to the old normal. There's going to be a new normal. And this pivot has opened the door for us to use technology in ways that have changed the way that we live. And for better or for worse, we've embraced it. Wringing our hands and wanting to go back to the way things used to be was also what the Israelites did when they were in, uh, released from bondage in Egypt. Uh, you know, it's the same thing that our grandparents wanted to do uh, when the automobile was introduced and they wanted to go back to the horse and buggy days. The reality is, is that changes happen and what was normal no longer becomes normal. And while we want to go back to the old normal, we begin to use those new ways of doing things. And ultimately, we embrace the pivots that happen in our lives and in culture. Now, yes, there are some negative things about this pivot, but I think the positives far outweigh the negatives. C consider church just for a moment. 
Have you ever stopped to realize that for churches that have the technology, the number of church locations have basically doubled overnight since the pandemic first started? Have you stopped to think that the ability to spread the gospel around the world is now far greater than it's ever been. People who would never darken the door of a church have internet access to look, to listen, and to investigate Christianity like never before. People who live in countries that are closed to the gospel of Jesus Christ, are closed to Christianity, can now hear it in ways that they never could before. This is such an amazing opportunity for the church. And this new normal that we find ourselves in has opportunities for every single one of us. In fact, for every single follower of Jesus to share the gospel, to take the message to friends, to family like never before. And that brings us to today's statement about the kingdom culture. The statement is this, the kingdom culture is missional. Now, if missional is a new word for you, if you're not exactly sure what it means by the end of this message, I hope that you'll completely understand it and what it means and what it means for us as followers of Jesus. The first thing that I want you to understand about this word is this, missional means we go to others like Jesus did. When Zacchaeus had his faithful encounter with Jesus, we know that he decided to believe in and follow Jesus. And we know that because of what Jesus said. In the Gospel of Luke, he said, salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. Jesus using the, is using that uh, Topic, that, that idea, that title, Son of God, Son of Man, about himself. And he's saying that he has come to seek and to save the lost. We need to understand this about God, that God has a missionary nature. And that's why God sent Jesus to seek and save those who are far from God. Like a mission goes to reach others, a missionary to reach others with the good news of Jesus, Jesus himself first went to us. Brad Briscoe writes this, God is a missionary. God who sends a missionary church is a missionary himself. And in fact, a survey of the term sending in the various forms in scripture reveals the very missionary nature of the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as well as the very essence of of the church. He goes on, the redemptive activity of God, his relationship with the world, and his dealing with humankind is described in Scripture by the word sending. The word sending is the sum and substance of God's creativity and activity. We need to understand that, that Scripture is full of sending language that speaks to the missionary nature of God. God the Father sends the Son. God the Father and the Son send the Spirit. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit send the church. In the Gospel of John, nearly 40 times we read about Jesus being sent, either from the very a narration of John the evangelist or from Jesus' own lips. And in the final climactic passage in John's gospel, Jesus sees himself not only as the one sent, but as the one sending his disciples. In John 20, verse 21, Jesus says this, 
as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Everyone who knows and follows Jesus needs to grasp that Jesus is sending us to reach others to come to know him. We are all sent by our Savior. Pastor Dan Kimball writes this story about his own life. He said, you know, I was heading home after preaching three times. I was tired. I was looking forward to opening my laptop, vegging out, reading my favorite blogs, particularly those that were focused on missional theology and leadership. And while I'm on the way home, I receive a text from a friend, and he's inviting me to a club to see a band with a number of non-Christians who are in the band, including one guy I've been trying to build a relationship with so I can share Christ with him. He goes, I suddenly faced the decision. Do I go home and read blogs about being missional, or do I go to a club and actually be missional? He writes, it sounds like it was an easy decision, but it wasn't. In all honesty, part of me truly wanted to go to the comfort of home and just sit down and veg out. But that moment forced me to begin reflecting at how much time I spend thinking about leading and missional theology and how much I actually do it. The good news is he went and shared with his friend. You see, the culture of the kingdom of God is missional. Jesus sends us to share the good news with others. Here's the next thing we need to understand about this missional kingdom culture. Missional means that we are the hands and the feet of Jesus. You know, in church world, Theologians talk about the attractional church and the missional church. They describe the attractional church as a come-and-see model of doing church. And they describe the missional church as a go-and-be model of doing church. Now think about this. For decades, decades and decades, the church has thrived with a come-and-see model. When countries and nations like the United States were considered to be a predominantly Christian nation— that model was quite effective since church was so much a part of the national culture. But it was never the way the church was created to be. Remember, God sends us and we're supposed to go. And so this come and see model, which was a, a really part of the culture, was really not what we are supposed to do. When we are sent, we go. But what do we do? when we go. Yes, we share the message of the gospel, but we also become the hands and the heart of Jesus in the world. This is incarnational ministry. In other words, uh, flesh being put on God, our flesh. We listen to people that God sent to us, and so we, we serve them with our hands. We do things for them, and we love them with our hearts. In the gospel of John, we see this foundational verse of the doctrine of the incarnation, the fact that Jesus, the, the Son of God, became human. In the message version of the Bible, that foundational verse reads this way, the word became flesh and blood and moved into the neighborhood. Now, when Jesus became human, he moved into the neighborhood. He lived among humanity. He served us with his hands, and he loved us with his heart, and he told us the way to God. And that's what we're all called to do. So how do we do this? 
Well, let me give you an example. Example that worked pretty well before the pandemic may not work so well this way, but, but you get an idea. In his book, A Meal with Jesus, Tim Chester shares the following stories about various Christ followers and their church communities sharing Jesus through sharing meals. Uh, to celebrate the Kurdish New Year, we provided kebabs and live music. Over a hundred Kurds from across the city converged on the party. Our main worry was whether the floor would hold. Standing in the basement, we could see that the Kurdish men dancing in sync were causing the, the floor to flex by at least an inch, and the floor head held. And the evening ended with my friend Samuel telling everybody that we put on this party to express God's love for the Kurdish people. That was missional. He tells another story. Every month in our missional communities, they host a curry night for Pakistani men. A dozen or so enjoy, uh, a dozen or so come to enjoy homemade curry and conversation. And that's it, except relationships are growing. And gospel opportunities, sharing the gospel is becoming more and more a part of those meetings. And recently they started an event to invite Pakistani women to gather. Another church said in a community hall, more than 100 people of all nationalities gathered. Our church had paid a Pakistani friend to make curry and church members provided desserts. At a couple of points in the meal, we told stories of meals from the Bible. The story of the woman who washed the feet of Jesus, the story of the prodigal son. The gospel was beginning to be shared. Chester concludes, these are all forms of mission Jesus would recognize. They are the kinds of events he might have attended. When you combine a passion for Jesus with shared meals, you create potent gospel opportunities. God wants us to use our heart and our hands. We have to ask ourselves, who does God want us to serve with our hearts and our hands? That's what being missional is about. Missional also means this. Missional means we see God's primary activity in the world. You know, many times we wrongly assume that the primary activity of God is in the church rather than recognizing that God's primary activity is in the world and the church is God's instrument sent into the world to participate in his redemptive mission. God is active in the world, and that's where he wants his mission to be sent to. That's so important for us all to realize, because as followers of Jesus, we are part of the church. But the church doesn't exist just for us or just for those who are part of the church. The church actually exists to bring those who aren't into God's family into God's family. Yes, we do a lot of things as Christians that we enjoy that are distinctly Christian, but God's primary mission is for the church to reach more people for him. So look at what Jesus said. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Jesus came to reach the world for God the Father. And he wants us to go out into the world. And that's why he says this to us in Scripture. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. 
Jesus understands that once we become his followers, our mission was to go into the world with the message, to be his hands and feet so that others would believe. In his famous Sermon on the Mount, this is what Jesus told his followers then and what he tells us now. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. You see, when we go and when we serve other people, we're doing it for Jesus. We're letting his light shine through us so that people will see him in us, not us. Being missional is an essential part of being a part of the culture of the kingdom of God. Pastor Leith Anderson tells a story about the church in China, and I think it helps us understand this idea of being missional. He writes, in the People's Republic of China, the largest nation in the world, there is a church that's called the Three Self Church. It is the state-approved church of China. He says, when we went to Beijing, we went to one of the services of the Three Self Churches. It was an old building. It was built around the turn of the century. We had a translator there. We sang hymns, some of them that had familiar Western tunes, which we knew. They read the Bible. They had prayers. There was a sermon. There was a Bible teaching. Everything that, there that I thought was fine. But here's the thing about the self, the three self church. They're not allowed to share the good news of Jesus with other people. They're not allowed to be missional. They're not allowed to do evangelism. And that's part of the deal with the state. You can do anything as long as it doesn't include persuading somebody about Jesus to follow him. Now, there are over 50 million Christians in the People's Republic of China who have chosen not to be part of the three self-church they meet in homes. They're called house churches because they choose to meet this way and not be part of the three self church because they're convinced that you cannot fully be a follower of Jesus without sharing the good news of Jesus. They say that, two go, that the two go together. To be a follower of Jesus, you have to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You have to be able to do evangelism. And that's the reality that we all have to recognize. You see, here in the West, we take it for granted that we can tell other people about what we believe in Jesus. In China, those who are missional share Christ with others. And when they do so, they take a huge risk. If they are caught, they can be arrested and imprisoned. We take it for granted that we can share that good news, that it's, it's a privilege, and we need to recognize that that's an opportunity that every follower of Jesus is supposed to be about. It's about being missional. You see, God is missional. He created the church to be missional. So the very nature of the kingdom that we are to be a part of is missional. At the beginning of this message, I, I talked about how the, the pandemic has changed everything that we know. But in every crisis, there's also an opportunity. 
During this time, the opportunity is for us to go and to be the hands and heart of Jesus. And there's never been a more relevant time to do that. Because people are open. They're hungry for relationships. You can be the hands of Jesus by helping somebody. Go in your neighborhood, see somebody that needs some yard work done, and, and, and encourage them. Ask them if you can help with their yard work. Take them a meal. Ask them if you can pick up groceries for them at the grocery store. Write them a letter. Call them on the phone. Let them know that you're praying for them. There is no better time than now for us to be intentional about doing loving kindness acts of service for people and sharing with them the gospel of Jesus Christ and building connections. It's important that we do that. And now as we enter into the Christmas season, people are open to discuss Christianity and the things of Jesus. So I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to send out Christmas cards to people that you've never sent them to before and tell them uh, that you wish them a Merry Christmas and if there's anything you can do for them. Invite them to our live nativity next weekend. Invite them to our virtual Christmas Eve service. That's right, we're going to do it virtually this year. And we encourage you to have a virtual watch party with friends and neighbors. Why? Because... There's no more relevant time than now to share the good news of Jesus Christ when people are open to it and when people are thirsting for relationships. The opportunity has never been greater than now to be missional. I want to conclude with one thought, but I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. The culture of the kingdom of God is missional. It's missional because God is missional. It's missional because God sent his son, Jesus Christ. And then God the Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit. And then God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit sent the church. That's us. To be the hands and feet and heart of Jesus in a world that's looking for love and acceptance to be God in the flesh as we serve, letting God work through us, and to hear a message of hope, that Jesus Christ is our living hope in one of the most darkest times in our lifetimes. But they can only hear it if we go and tell. So we have to. So who does God want to send you to? Your family? Yeah. Your friends? Yep. Your neighbors? Yes. The people you work with, yes. You see, the Bible is clear. We've been sent. The question is this. Will we go? I want to pray for us that we would understand what it means to be missional and know that we have been sent. And since we've been sent, we will go and we will tell. And then when I close that prayer, we're going to sing this final song to celebrate this season that what God has done for us. So let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that you sent your son Jesus into the world. We thank you for your love that you communicate to us, that, that he has embodied God in the flesh for us. And we thank you that you have sent us. 
So, Lord, let us respond to that being sent and let us go. Let us go to our family, to our friends, to our neighbors. Let us love the way you love. Let us care the way you care. Let us speak your words, not our words. And let us communicate the love of Jesus Christ like never before. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand as we sing our final song. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.